You have certainly not found product market fit yet. You have a product which you know both sides want, and your challenge now is how do you find the right person to pay for it? Hey everyone, it's Mark Randolph, and welcome to That Will Never Work. I was the co-founder and first CEO of Netflix, but Netflix was actually my fifth startup. I learned a lot in my four decades as an entrepreneur, and now helping others move their ideas forward has become my life's passion. On each episode of this podcast, I speak with entrepreneurs at every stage of their journey, and then, using a combination of advice, encouragement, and tough love, do what I can to get to the bottom of whatever might be holding them back. So if you've been told that will never work as much as I have, you've come to the right place. Together, we'll prove the naysayers wrong. It's no secret that I love two-sided marketplaces. And that's partly because they're so tricky. Even the simplest decision, like whether to favor the demand side or the supply side, can sink your company if you get it wrong. That's why I was so jazzed to talk with today's guest, Sarah, who's building a two-sided marketplace connecting parents with nannies. As you'll hear in a few minutes, it didn't take us long to determine she might have focused her product on the wrong side of the market. But we were able to come up with an interesting approach that might work a whole lot better. Regardless of whether Sarah can pull it off, if you're working on a two-sided market yourself, or just a startup geek like me, you'll learn a lot from this one. Here we go. Hey, Sarah. Well, welcome to That Will Never Work. I'm um, looking forward to this conversation because actually you're working on something which I've got to confess I'm reasonably unfamiliar with. So I'm going to get a chance, I think, to learn along with everyone else listening. So to kick this off, what I'd love for you to do is just take a second. Tell us what problem you are trying to solve. Let me know what approach you're taking to solving it. And then maybe we can wade into from there what it is you're uh, struggling with. Sure. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm a researcher. I'm a nurse, but mostly I'm a mom these days. And I have searched the CareFinder sites one too many times without a tool that could help me search, hire, and onboard a nanny the right way. I sort of just stumble into the CareFinder sites like I feel probably 80% of parents do. And we just sort of like hope we find someone really great and someone who seems like they'll take good care of our kids, but we don't really know how to ask the right interview questions. We don't always think about calling references and what to ask them. And we don't think about how a nanny coming into our homes is actually an employee and how we have to know some key tax and legal items to make that whole relationship work and be a win-win for both sides. So it's just a big problem that we're not finding these matches when parents and nannies DIY the process, largely through self-search, which might be CareFinder sites or word of mouth or talking to people at your older kid's school. Nanny agencies are an option, but they're often very pricey for the average family. So I created an online course that helps parents and nannies onboard together the right way. All right. We got to go back a little bit because you've lost me at the very beginning. So a care finder site. Oh, yes. These are different apps and technical platforms where typically a parent will get a membership, a nanny might have to pay for a membership, and then it's sort of just you're on your own finding each other 
screening, hiring, and onboarding together. You're not getting any assistance, any coaching. And frankly, there's a lot of complaints about quality, safety, and how parents and nannies are coming together in all the wrong ways that lead to these blow-ups, parents not getting the childcare coverage they need, and so on. What does a nanny agency charge? Nanny agencies typically charge between two and $10,000, and they tend to work with what the industry calls high net worth families. Not all the time, but most average parents who can equitably afford a nanny or budget for a nanny might not just have that extra wiggle room to work with a nanny agency to get that one-to-one placement. So it seems like there's the agencies and then there's the wild, wild west, which is sort of the care finder sites where you're completely on your own. What does a nanny cost? So that is very much area dependent. The law is that nannies must be paid at least minimum wage, but that's nowhere near what the sort of going rates are. So every parent, as in my course, will need to look three places to find that area rate that matches with the nanny rate. Just to give me a rough idea. So, okay, uh, let's say I'm trying to find one in uh, the Upper West Side of Manhattan, Upper East Side, which I'm gathering is probably the uh, high end. Right. And I'm looking for someone maybe, I just give me a, another middle class. Is this $40,000 a year? Something, yeah, roughly around there. And then there's a range based on location. Wow. Now, pardon me for saying this, but it would seem that paying an agency two or $3,000 to get all the screening services and all that coaching that you're talking about doesn't seem out of line for something you're going to pay $40,000 a year for. But still, people are resistant to going through an agency? Yes. And I do believe that agencies offer an excellent service for what they do. And two to 3000 is definitely the lower end. Okay. And the other piece of that is the nanny agencies don't have the capacity in a lot of times to offer this essential onboarding education. They're very busy with making that actual placement with finding the match because that's their guarantee. So a lot of times there's not the time or capacity to provide the information I provide in my online course. Okay. And now I'm going back. I promise we'll definitely dig into your online course in a minute, but these care finder sites, you're basically going in and there's a listing of a person's name and then a way to contact them. And that's the end, right? Yeah, I mean, there's usually a little summary about the hours, the availability, any sort of like special qualities that Nanny may have online. There are some sites that are getting a little more granular in terms of providing information and background for parents who are on the CareFinder platforms. And one more question, then we'll dig into your solution here. So do you have a nightmare story of your own that was the genesis behind this? You know, everyone asks me that, and I'll say this, you know, as sort of the primary parent who's largely in charge of the childcare at home, I had to go into the CareFinder sites all on my own and figure this out. And when I didn't do the screening as thoroughly as I should have, or I moved too quick, yeah, we had some matches that didn't work out. I had gotten a pretty dreamy job at an Ivy League school, and our nanny, who I thought I'd onboarded the right way that summer, quit within two weeks of this new job, and I was just left scrambling. And I think parents do experience that frequently. But on the other side of the spectrum, I 
struck gold a few times and worked with a few nannies who absolutely transformed our lives and offered this incredible service. And I'd finally learned sort of how to do it the right way and had these excellent experiences as well. Okay, so you've developed an online course, and I'm a little unclear. Who is it for? Is it for the parents or is it for the nanny? So this is a good question. I developed. Thank you. I have a, I'm good at questions. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> so this course is actually for both parents and nannies to sit down and take in about an hour and a half. All you have to give me is a little bit of time, and I teach you the four main essentials that you need to know. And I give you the three action steps that both sides have to take together. So both sides have to outline a work agreement. They have to make sure that the parent needs and wishes match with the nanny practice. They have to take a little quiz together to make sure that they've absorbed all the same information. Then they are starting on the exact same footing. And I haven't seen anything that puts it all together in a one-stop shop like this for both sides to view and get on the same page. So this is something they take after they've agreed, is that the right word, to work together? Yeah, so there's a process I recommend. That's a little more of a parent section in the course, but when you're searching, you usually start messaging one another, then you maybe have a phone interview, and you can use some of this information in the course in those initial stages to make sure there's going to be a matchup with pay, there's going to be a matchup with duties and responsibilities, and it just kind of feels like a gut fit. And then at that point, you meet in person for the in-person interview. And that's usually around the time the parent might introduce the course and say, let's take this course together. We're going to make sure we've covered all our bases. I want to start off on the right foot. I've heard over and over that communication is key. We need to lay the groundwork the right way. And that's almost sort of like a little screener too. If the nanny's not favorable to like anything in the course, the parent can know that, all right, it's not someone who's going to want to work with me on this extra onboarding piece to hopefully make things better for both sides. And then conversely, a nanny could purchase the course and say to parents, there's some really great material in here. A parent created this and it's going to help us get on the same page. Let's take it together. I guess that probably doesn't happen very frequently though. Well, Mark, this is the surprise. You know, you always talk about bumping up your ideas with reality. Yes, indeed. I thought parents were going to be my target market. I thought their pain points are the deepest with some of these reliability issues or just not identifying the right match. And what happened was is nannies caught wind of my little course and they were all over it and they had critique for it. They wanted to hear the content. When I did my first launch, the bulk of my buyers were actually nannies because I think that they know the pain point of the parent perhaps more than the parent does unless the parent's right in that pain point at the time. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. If you're not a parent, if you haven't had the turnaround, you don't know how difficult it can be, you're not going to think, oh, I need this course. You're probably going to think I can do it on my own. Whereas a nanny is really incented to get this right and make sure these parents know what they're getting into. So what does this cost? So right now it's 97 bucks. I wanted to make it really accessible to nannies and parents. And when you buy the course, you get a free code. So if a parent buys it, they can share that code with one nanny. And then if a nanny buys it, they can share that code with a parent. And I also should explain the differences in the nanny population. So there's a career professional nanny that typically works with agencies, but on the CareFinder sites, you're going to find more of an entry-level nanny. So who do you think is most interested in the nanny population with this course? 
the first time nannies who have no clue what they're getting into. No, no, the professional nannies. Bingo. Because they know. Who go, I know what I'm doing, but if I have to work with one more clueless set of parents, I'm parents. Like, my head's going to explode. Bingo. Yeah. And parents who have been through it. And we know the pain point acutely. So that's a little bit of my problem. First of all, how's it doing? Have you sold very many? I've sold a handful of courses with my first live launch. I have probably about 1,400 followers on social media, about 250 people on my email list. It's not, as you've said before, lighting a match. I put essentially a prototype out there. And How long ago was this? When did you start? So I've been working on this. I did research on it for the for about six months, and then I live launched it about a month ago. Okay. And you've sold a handful, quote unquote. Yeah. Okay. So what do you want to chat about? So I want to ask you if you think I've properly identified my customer segment as parents, if I should shift my messaging and webinar material to the nannies, who should I really target in terms of getting this course into the hands of the people who need it? <laughs> it was an interesting question, which is not who needs it more. It's who wants it more, but it's also who really knows in advance that they want it more. How confident are you that the people who use it find it valuable? I have a nice handful of testimonials and people are saying this course content is gold. I've used some of your action steps. I've gotten results in these ways. I mean, the people who are going through the course are really liking it. And there's actually a nannypreneur population on Instagram. And they're really kind of forward-thinking nannies selling different nanny-related products. And they have been so supportive of the course. They love it. One of them said on one of her lives, nannies, this is the course you will want your employers to see. And nannies do stand to get a decent ROI on this because inside the course... I teach parents how to come to the right pay range, to do all of the tax and legal, to be respectful and communicative and show them real life scenarios of conflict. I mean, nannies are loving this. When you did your research, were parents receptive the same way? That's a great question. And I think you've mentioned on here before about letting your ego get in the way. I think maybe my own experience as a parent and projecting on other parents in terms of looking at all these message board blowups and all this frustration, I projected in a way that they need this. I'm going to make this for them and then they're going to need it. But now I've discovered when I've bumped it up against reality, I'm not sure they know they need it or I'm not sure if they know enough about the course, if it's gotten enough circulation, if I need to bump up my marketing game. No, you've got a power imbalance problem which is that the people who need it or want it can't pay for it. In other words, $97 is not a lot to a parent who's about to pay $40,000. Right. It's a lot to someone who doesn't have a job and is looking for a job. More importantly, it's a product that needs both sides to use it, to be effective. Because just take a minute. And the reason I bring up the fact that it's a problem that both sides have to use it to make it work is that it's really hard for a nanny to force the parents to do it. It's very easy for the parents to force the nanny to do it. And that's because of the power imbalance. 
The parents mm. can say, we're going to hire you. And as a condition of the employment, we're all going to do this course. So we all align our objectives. But the parents don't necessarily, like you said, have that same driving desire to align the objectives because basically they go, it's my objectives. They're going to be aligned whether the person wants it or not. Whereas the nanny is the one who goes, gosh, this could be a nightmare if we don't kind of work some things out in advance. But it's very hard for them to say, I'm not going to work for you unless you do this course. Because I imagine nine times out of 10, they kind of imagine what the answer is going to be. And it's probably not going to be an answer they want. I think unless you can get the parents to say, wow, this is awesome. I need this. I want this. You're in trouble. So you have two options here. So one is you modify it so that somehow it becomes so compelling that parents buy it and then they can push it both ways. Or you make it so it has standalone utility to the nanny and they don't need to make the parents buy it. It works just for them and you can charge something that a nanny perhaps could afford to pay. Let's go down the path of the you want to stick with what you have, which is something that was wonderful is because both sides have it. And then let's also accept my premise that the nanny can't force the parent to buy it. That's an uphill. Is that correct, okay. you think? The nanny can still use the framework and can still use all the materials with inside the course because parents are going to have to match up their needs and wishes with the nanny practice. They're going to have to sign a work agreement. They're going to have to do some of these things. So in the second launch, I'm actually giving nanny scripts on how they can present this to parents and how it's going to work for parents. It's worth trying a launch from that angle, don't you think? I mean, it may fail. Sure. You know, my whole thing is try it and see what happens. Right. I'm just coming at it from this sense that a parent's not going to do it. If it's a product where you go, this is really valuable to the nanny, so valuable that they're going to buy it for themselves because it teaches them how to negotiate, how to deal with this, that, and the other thing. And yes, one module of the product is, hey, see if you can get the parents to actually work through this program with you. Oh, fantastic. Yes, it's just one piece. But if it's dependent on that, if the whole thing is it only works if both sides do it and there's no other utility, the nanny's not going to buy it. That's my premise, and I'd love you to prove me wrong with it, because if that's the case, it's wrong. I just suspect my gut says this has got to be driven by the parent because the parent has mm. the money. And if the parents don't know they need it, then your job, either with the product or with the marketing of the product, is to make sure the parents know they need it. Okay. Okay. So there's two directions to go. So number one is you go, this is a nanny product and uh, you could play with clever pricing schemes, which says you only pay me once you get the job or something strange like that. Or you price it in a way that it's in tiers in which is that the first tier, which is all this information about taxes and this is $29. And then if you want the add-on program, it's another $79, which is the interactive component. In other words, you have one tool, which is fantastic for nannies and every single nanny in the world should have this thing. And it's priced so that every single nanny in the world can afford it. $19.95, $9.95, something cheap enough with this pro module that says you turn these nannies into salespeople for you where they're trying to sell it in to the parents. That's just one approach, which is to make it nanny centric and what it would take, in my opinion. The other one is to go, I think, parent-centric, just because I think it's a more natural dynamic. But to do that, you've got to change your positioning and your authority and become a thought leader, not necessarily in how to make it work if you're a nanny, but as you started from, how do you become a good parent? 
it just requires, I think, cranking out the content about how to hire a great nanny. And you've got to become the expert on how to hire a great nanny without going through an agency. And then this is just one of the tools that you also sell to help run through your process. But you've got to give away a lot of this information in order to begin creating a name for yourself, getting people to understand why the big piece here is not just the taxes, it's not just the legal issues, it's not just the hours and salary ranges, all that's really valuable. It's basically to get people to realize that the fundamental, most important step to having a great match is this program. And lo and behold, it costs $197 because they can afford $197 if they're going to be paying $40,000 a year for a nanny. Right. This is also for parents who might be working with a nanny four to six hours a week or part-time as well. Right. So a lot of those parents in those categories aren't necessarily going to be paying $8,000 agency fees either, and they could use a reasonably cost tool like this. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But in other words, I think what you're doing is, I think it's awesome that you've built some content and you're putting the content out there and seeing what happens. But part of it is making sure you've matched, you found out who the right buyer actually is. Yeah, the more I think about it, the question is who's supposed to pay for this is pretty unclear. Right. And I would ideally love parents to take the ownership and the responsibility of paying for it and outlining the steps. And I keep smiling when you uh, are talking about positioning it better in front of parents, because when I started this eight months ago, I thought, wouldn't it be great if someone could just do my mom job? So I thought the mom job was the greatest title to this. And I did some of those preliminary releases and the nanny community just eviscerated it. They hated the idea that I would call this nanny training something about a parent doing their job because nannies are rightfully so their own entity and they have their own practice. I'm not saying go back to that name, but in a way I was sort of trying to give parents what they wanted. And then inside the course, I was going to get them what they really needed to get that stress relief and to get that little bit of self-care through working with a nanny. But they know they need a nanny. You're just trying to tell them you're going to screw it up. Right. That the cost of you getting the wrong person is not just the time and the person quitting two weeks before I go on my job. It's your kids. It's immensely damaging to have this not work out well. And the tricks to making it work out well are not that hard. And here, I'm going to give you these tricks for free. Here's how to figure out the right salary. Here's how to figure out the legal aspects. But here's the big trick. You need to do this two-step process with your nanny. And that is a program which costs fill in the blank. But you get people engaged in your content to understand this, to teach them, first of all, what they really need is this program, not start from the top and go, you need help, buy this program. I think this is a perfect thing to have it be a version of a freemium model where you give away a big chunk of it for free in order to get people to pay up for the one part that's critical. You have the course, the free course, the free content. Are you a parent? Here's all this great stuff. And of course, what it leads to is, but the ultimate step is you buy the $179 course of how to do this matching process. Got it. So yeah, a lot of other course creators use um, the first third of their course often as a free lead magnet to draw people into the program. So that's a model I could certainly adopt. I think it's a great idea. I mean, I think it's just a natural thing. And listen, I don't know whether you've heard any of these other podcasts that I've done, but there's been a couple of them where people are in these businesses which have tremendous potential to 
place themselves as these thought leaders in a space. And you have the energy, you are articulate, you could absolutely be the person who becomes this authority on how to hire a great nanny if you don't want to spend $8,000. And it includes telling horror stories, but it includes telling success stories. And ultimately, it's getting yourself out so that whenever someone's doing a television piece or a magazine piece or a radio piece or anything that has anything to do with nannies, they go, call Sarah because she'll be great. And you give this stuff away for free because you are the authority and The punchline always is, but listen, the key to hiring a great nanny is communications. And fundamentally, I have all these great things and you'll do great with that. But ultimately, what will really make the match happen is this two-way process. And what a coincidence I happen to have this course, which we sell at my website, which will allow you to determine in advance that there's compatibility and work out these issues in advance. Another nice opportunity that's come up is the Nannypreneur community. Several are affiliates on this second launch that I'm coming into. And with their affiliate link, the nannies do get 20% off this course. And then there's a little bit of kickback that goes back to the affiliate when those coupons are used. So that might be another way to disseminate the course. I think that's a great way as well. I don't know what the price sensitivity is for the nanny community in buying the course. So I'm just guessing that $100 is not something a nanny will easily part with unless they really have this value. But you can always do something where basically you pay something and you get rebated in the event once the parent, that's a little too complicated. If you can enlist this nanny community as your salespeople, that's a big win. I love the idea of an affiliate program. Although you got to be careful. That yeah. And I think ideally providing this information for free to nannies is the key piece of it. Okay. Whereas they then point the parent toward the course. And if they initiate, yes, if the nanny has to pay, it's a different price than what the parent has to pay. It's a really, really interesting dynamic. I just don't like the idea that both sides have to engage together, although I know that's the whole point of the product. They can still use sort of the outline, the action pieces from the course. And that's why I made it swift and simple. So a lot of nanny trainings are like four or five hours long. And I don't know of any parent-specific trainings. Like a lot of times parents have to put together all these different bits and pieces from the web to figure this out. And then they just give up. They won't spend the time in that. But I think I can convince them to spend an hour and a half with me. Um, I want to tell you one more thing about a nanny agency affiliate I talked to today She said, Sarah, I am inundated with requests for nanny matches right now. I'm turning people away. I would love to be able to tell them your course is a resource if they're going to go at this alone. So I think distributing it through nanny agencies might help too. That's actually a fantastic idea. Selling it through to and through a nanny agency for them to use as a tool to a preliminary step to ensure it's going to go smoothly. Ah, very interesting too. That's kind of an interesting approach as well. Yeah. And a lot of parents do call agencies and they find out the agency fee and they're like, ah, no, thank you. And so part of my pitch to agencies is how many times are you hanging up the phone and you're not able to offer a service or assistance to this family, but you could through this course. And also you get to be an affiliate. And so there's a little piece for you too. So it could be a big win-win. Or you basically white label the course, which is you enable the nanny agency to sell it for $499 and they pay you $250. Right. And you basically have a version which has their logo on each page. 
rather than yours, but they basically run it as if it was them. Absolutely. Through your site. So it's something they can say, oh, you don't want to pay the $8,000. I have a $500 version you can do on your own. Exactly. So I'd been entertaining doing some of these custom courses with the agencies because as I'm interviewing these agency owners, they've also said there's quite a problem with parents coming on and then working with the agency and not having this information at all. And the agency is spending a lot of time, a lot of consulting hours, prepping the family on how to work with a nanny. And wouldn't it be so much more time efficient for them? They wouldn't have to use as much manpower. They could just send them to a course. And once you've taken the course, now we're ready. So I may customize the course for agency use for families who do use agencies. So Sarah, here's where I sense you are. You have certainly not found product market fit yet. Okay. And I think you probably know that. You have a product which you know both sides want. And your challenge now is how do you find the right person to pay for it? How do you get someone to really want it badly enough that they're willing to one side convince the other to use it? And I wish there was an easy way to break that which I can't think of. But again, that's your job. You got to keep trying. You got to keep experimenting. Today, we've covered a couple interesting approaches that might get you in the right direction. But I think you just got to keep throwing stuff against the wall and eventually something is going to stick. You know, there's a there there. (laughs) There's a there there. Put together those pieces of the right product, the right pricing, the right people so that you then can go, oh, I've got it. And now off we go with marketing, repeatable, scalable. Got it. Well, that is so helpful. Thank you so much. I'm really intrigued. And so I am going to, as I ask everybody, but especially in this case, have you come back in, I don't know, six months and let me know uh, how it went. I'm really curious where this one lands. I will do that, Mark. Thank you. Thanks very much, Sarah. Best of luck. This was a fascinating one. An obviously broken process, a potentially promising solution. And all that's missing is a sales model that gets the parents to buy in. It'll take some creative lead generation on Sarah's part, but if she finds the right strategy, her product really has a chance to thrive. Well, that's all for today. And thanks to my guests for entrusting their business to me for a little while. I look forward to hearing back from them in a few months to see if my advice helped. In the meantime, if you want to be a guest on That Will Never Work, I've made it really easy. Just go to markrandolph.com forward slash guest, fill out the form, and leave a voice message right there on the site. While you're there, sign up to get my weekly entrepreneurial advice delivered right to your inbox. Or connect with me on Twitter at mbrandolph, or on Instagram at thatwillneverwork. Or my newest attempt at denying my age on TikTok, where I promise you won't ever find me dancing without a shirt on. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to smash that like button and leave me a review at Apple Podcasts. I'll see you next time. Audiation.